0: Will John. Guys, what's up? We are back today with Borna Kotromanich, and uh, she is a very multi talented individual. We're going to get into a whole lot of stuff here, so I'm just going to read right from the beginning her Instagram bio. She is, of course, a public figure. We will talk about what she's done, but Tsaritsa, ageless, timeless, immortal. The quote here is: "Time cannot wither her, nor custom stale her infinite variety." Borna, first off, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Yes. And uh, WS, where does that where does that quote come from? Because it's you know.
1: It's um, by William Shakespeare in Antony and Cleopatra. Okay. That's how okay. Antony described Cleopatra.
0: So that's then something you also I don't know let's say aspire to, but uh, what? How can we describe you? I think I've achieved that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're already there. You're already there. Very good. Very good. So Aspira-
1: we, uh, st- aspirations may lie in the in the uh, above that where I say ageless, timeless, uh-huh. okay. immortal. Okay. These are asp- aspirations.
0: Okay. So then, you know, uh, most people define themselves by their job. And yeah. we just talked about how that's not necessarily. When someone
1: does that to me, uh-huh. I quit their company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: because that's that's so it's such a small part. I don't pull my identity either for my for my job. Obviously, I pull it from a whole lot. It's more of a search. I
1: don't even know what is my job.
0: I, yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, I know education I have. Uh-huh. I know what I primarily did in my life, but uh, I don't know. I mean. Uh, I guess you have a job when you work from uh, eight to four or yes. eight hours a day, You're and right. then people want to define you. But that, in my case, fortunately, I yeah. don't have that.
0: Have you ever had a? Did you ever have a nine to five? We say in the U.S. No, never. never, never. I never had. I never had. A, I never had one either. Uh, and I don't think my personality would fit in one. And uh, the reason I didn't was because I I went to college, but I left college early. I left after a year and a half, and I went to start playing football. And uh, I don't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable in school even, not because I didn't want to learn. As you can see, we've got books and I'm interested about learning. but they, they force what they want on you. If I have an interest, I want to build my interest. I want, you make me, you know, build on my skills. And so that was hard for me. but you studied. Economics. Yeah, I
1: have a master in economics from the University of Zagreb, but uh, later I pursued different interests. I also studied analytical psychology at the Jung Institute near Zurich. I studied philosophy at uh, the Sorbonne in Paris. Mm -hmm. I took some courses in metaphysics with Mm -hmm. Harvard. I did fashion, a lot of fashion at Parsons, St. Martins, Mm -hmm. Instituto Maragoni, So um, education was very important for me, but not in uh, formal terms. Mm. I mean, I did economics because uh, I knew I want to have freedom later. I always Mm. knew freedom, freedom, freedom was a very, very important word Mm -hmm. always in my head. So when I chose economics, it was because I felt it will give me a broad base Mm. and broad choices once if I decide to pursue career, a career. Right. Actually, I thought at the time that I will go to, after graduation, that I will do a master in Italy, do some fashion, and do a master at uh, Boccon in this famous university in Milan. That was right. my girl, some idea. Uh, idea. But uh-huh. I married as soon as I graduated from the University of Economics, and basically my finances were sorted out. Right. And my idea of ideal woman that I wanted to be was not a woman who would pursue a career because I thought that would take my energy. I would (laughs) not age well. (laughs) I would maybe, you know, have to jeopardize my beauty. And then I really, really wanted to be a mom of of the big family because I grew up without parents okay and for me i had that void that I, like really that was my priority to have a, a stable family life with many kids, and that was something I was like, you know, if you maybe an actor want to get an Oscar mm-hmm. and uh, or a Nobel Prize or whatever, and you have to understand and since a kid, I always aspired high. Like they would be, mm. you know, like I would think if I'm an actress, I would get an Oscar. <laughs> so I was also always thinking. Oh, is there any good-looking prince at uh-huh. the time in uh, uh-huh. in Europe? And I thought, no. I mean, it was the time of uh, Prince Charles and this. And I said, no, they're all so ugly. I mean, <laughs> who would marry Prince Charles with his yeah, ears yeah. and his <laughs> kids that yeah, yeah. look like that? So I <laughs> <laughs>
0: he does look kind of strange, guys. I mean. So Maybe he's a nice guy, but
1: saying you have to understand that, like some yeah. limitations were removed
0: early on from my psyche. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: And um, I really thought, you know, I will live in a very different way from the people that lived around me. So I, I needed, I wanted to, I abundance. I wanted certain lifestyles that, in the time after, uh, post-war Yugoslavia, was mm-hmm. quite exotic. Yeah. Yeah. And my life at the time was quite yeah, exotic, different. you know? Yeah, uh, tell,
0: tell me about that, though, more, because especially for this audience here, these are people who are going to be new to you entirely, yes. right? This is in a whole American audience who doesn't know a whole lot. I mean, some of the older generation will know that, okay, Yugoslavia, they knew about the, I mean, you know how horrible Americans are with geography. Yes. You know, we are notorious yes. about this, so they won't know necessarily Yugoslavia. Okay, that's now Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, all these countries. Talk to me about how exotic these things were. You, like you said, right after college, okay, things became settled. What was that like? What did you then feel? Because if you were so excited about finding freedom and finding freedom, when you finally got it, what did you do? I,
1: basically, you are not, you know, you think that some things will give you freedom, but mm-hmm. the, 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 I was very far from freedom, <laughs> you know? You're because naive. Freedom yeah. is uh, a. Something that is within you, yeah. And I didn't realize how far from that I was. I was maybe more free and wild in having goals and ideas that an average person around me. But um, obviously, you know, I knew that I had some potentials that will not really fit into some small uh, role that Mm -hmm. other people would fit into. So my marriage to a successful, influential, rich person Mm -hmm. in the beginning was exciting in the ways that it enabled you to create life in terms of traveling right. and luxury and right. decorations and uh-huh. again you know dressing up your kids yeah. the way you want but right. it's only a short term amusement There is there was no freedom there it I was see. freedom from financial limitations sure. it was great freedom comparing with the girl who hardly ever flew by plane there before then and then all of a sudden I had a world on in my palm, you know, mm-hmm. vacationing from uh, Aspen to Saint Tropez, anyway, whatever, wherever the way I liked it. But in the end, in that mm-hmm. marriage, that was my uh, constraint. I mean, I had there are different, there were different constraints. Right. I had the freedom to choose the perfect vacation <laughs> and to kids' clothes, and yeah. but what else? Yeah. I was living in a golden cage, still with a very right. traditional man with mm-hmm. his idea that he has to keep me under check because i am a bubble of <laughs> energy very diffi- uh, hard to control <laughs> and the problem is that and it's always like that you know people like and men like to get that energy mm-hmm. but then they want they get scared of it, and they want to find <laughs> a it. way of controlling the volcano. You can't, yeah. you know. You can just be nice to it, and <laughs> yeah. maybe you will not yeah, get yeah. burned. But trying to contain you, and the more you try to contain me, the more I'm suffering. Yeah. You know. So uh, it's very. It was very. Also, I always thought I, I really s- deeply suffered as a human being in mm. my marriage, and mm. sometimes I mm. thought, you know, but. My, my my husband is not beating me. My sure. husband is not bad in any t- kind of way that people can associate with my pain. Right, and yet I feel I'm restricted. You know, I, I'm yeah. restricted. Yeah, and I'm not uh, blossoming and growing. Even though I'm I'm always uh, being a mom and uh, and improving mm-hmm. and studying nutrition and doing yoga and mm-hmm. pursuing this or that but still you know i'm not really living from other people's expectations yeah. and if you realize i mean um, when i appeared in the public it was first in 2015 mm. as a, as a, as a free person who mm. was really ready to burn the perceptions of the of the public yeah to do the contrary, when they come out and do a collection with a simple material that is used for a tablecloth no. at the time, when they think, "Oh, she's now uh, this rich Croatian woman should come with silks and taffeta <sighs> and things like that." Yeah. I like to challenge people's perception of me because right. they really don't know me, mm-hmm. and the only and and they can't perceive me and the way superficial way of their perception of me is hurting me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i would rather serve you the deteriorating way of perceiving me Mm -hmm. but that's my way of controlling you right then letting you (laughs) get away with some getting an idea that is so remote from my true value
0: and Mm -hmm. from my true being and because that's something that A lot of people deal with, but most people do not have the balls or guts to put themselves out there in that sort of situation, obviously. So many people are very happy to be, and I've seen you speak just a little bit on some uh, shows, you know, about the haters, let's, you know, say... And it's so easy to be a hater, which yeah. I can't understand because obviously, me too, with the with the the size that we now have and all in our business and across YouTube and stuff, you'll always catch people saying, "Oh, Will, how come you're not better than Cristiano Ronaldo, or how come this and that?" And the in you know, and in in my head, obviously, it does it does nothing to me because I don't define myself from the sport, so I really don't care what you say, yeah. even in the worst or or whatever. But at the other time, I always wonder for some of these people, it's so easy to be. The person who's anonymous, shouting out at the people. And I know that all, most of these haters, let's say, want to, because we all do in a certain sense, like you felt restricted. The worst thing for a human is to feel caged in. If, if you put a, a human and they know they're in a prison, and they know they're in a cage, they're going to try and get out you know and i think it's also another thing for society where a lot of people don't understand necessarily that they're in a prison locked into their phones or Absolutely. locked into their job mm-hmm. they don't understand that they're in a prison so they can't get out the
1: moment you sit in front of the tv you are in a prison <laughs> you're in or a ra- radio like that's why it's very important to choose your platform to choose what you watch when Right. and not to not to be available yeah. the key is not to be available to anyone yeah it's this This is the trick. When you become available, even this feeling when we have as a woman, this tendency, when we get relaxed in a relationship, you make yourself available. -available. Over-available. Over-available. Yes. And it's a killer, even in a relationship. Yeah. But we have this tendency that by being available, we will gain something
0: that otherwise we would not that's something and that and as a, as a man we don't necessarily and it's weird because society plays its role and obviously nature also plays some some role and that's uh, our whole world is, is crashing in america with the uh, what that means and all the the words and stuff like that but there is it, it's so interesting because and I know you have an uh, you have an understanding of Eastern uh, philosophy and, and stuff like this, but that whole the Yin nature and the Yang nature and, and guys' ability to just like zone in and focus on this—they don't care about this, that, and the other. They can live in filth as long as they're they're you know trying to charge ahead and get to the top of the lawyer thing. And there's this interesting stat uh, that m- most women who are who enter the field of law, these mm-hmm. lawyers, in you know, around the age of thirty-five and let's say uh, around 40, they have a better understanding of realizing because in America and in most places, you want to get to the top of the ladder, right? Mm -hmm. Men understand they want to get to the top of the ladder. That means more money. That means better selection of females, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But women have a better reflective ability, generally speaking, Mm -hmm. and they stop. They realize at 30, 35, not just because of kids. One of these clinical psychologists talks about mm-hmm. this. He says it's also because they realize this is not going to bring them happiness exactly. in the long term. And guys are too stupid exactly. and they just keep plowing ahead and they do it. And then we all know the cliche of the guy at 40 who stops or 50 and just like, what did I do with my life? And they got to... Yeah. They Burn throw out, everything. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that's what Jordan Peterson says when they say, oh, but we don't have enough women in high positions. And then say... Why would they want to be in these <laughs> yeah. positions? Give me a good reason. Don't you think exactly. I'm smarter than that? That's the
0: thing, and that's the thing. And and so, uh, moving on to where you actually, you're an entrepreneur of a certain sense, obviously, because uh, yeah, and that term is you know hard to yeah. hard to define, right? But I define it also. I, I blend it because an entrepreneur to me is someone who's using their abilities to kind of influence the world and possibly make money or, you know, provide services for people. Mm-hmm. It's a broad term, you mm-hmm. know? So uh, you talked a little about your trips and your stuff and everything that you could do in Switzerland. I'm really curious about Switzerland and the people. And uh, how long did you live there first off? Or did you live there? Or what's your relationship I to... I didn't
1: live long there because I hated it. That's what so I'm curious it was about. killing me.
0: What specifically? Though these people was, or uh, the, the rich life even, or, or... Yeah,
1: it was artific- ultimately artificial And uh, Mm -hmm. this um, um, prototype role that I was expected to fit or that most women there at this certain... uh, affluency lived for me was horrifying.
0: But which is that? The trophy wife uh, type of thing? or what I mean,
1: the old, all these uh, like, it's a very chauvinistic do- male dominant society because okay. they really, there are some women that, I mean, in the banks and this, but they look mm-hmm. like shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. so yeah. the beautiful women don't really pursue the yeah. careers. Mm. They are like these trophy wives. Uh-huh. They are well kept by their husbands. They uh-huh. are clad in Chanel. They can spend as much. Right. But they cheat on them uh-huh. and the woman uh, suffers uh-huh. and ages badly and uh-huh. she's operated and she has no, she has lost the soul in the process. So you go and have lunches with these people, it's like being for me on a graveyard. <laughs> there is no exchange because they lost the spark. Yeah, There's something like I think a human being, the biggest uh, treasure you have is the spark within you. This childish desire that... Everything is still there for you. Yeah. And if one thing defines me it's that <laughs> if I consecrate one day of my life, every day of my life, and everything I do in terms of improving myself is always to accommodate more and better that that feeling kid that spark that that desire and that belief Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that life is still there waiting for me still to be discovered that i can do Mm -hmm. everything i can whatever like my heart wants me to and that is not easy to maintain but is uh, of a paramount importance and I think that the only ideal society that will ever glimpse is the society that nurtures that awareness within a human
0: being. That's exactly. And it.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's extremely powerful. And I've been through many, many challenging, extremely difficult situations in my life, because I go through fire, I don't compromise. Mm -hmm. I have my beliefs and I have my values and you can't buy me, you can Mm -hmm. not scare me. Mm -hmm. And um, I really, really can uh, handle huge risks. But not with my mind, not with my knowledge. No, these are only, you know, uh, maybe sometimes useful allies. But I have this inner guidance that I know will get me out of the darkest place. And I'm always nurturing that relationship. And of course, you can, uh, you know, this alliance can be a little bit uh, shaken and everything. But Uh I always try to do and uh, to stay in touch with this, what and uh, here we have Esther yeah. calls this inner GPS, you know, that will navigate you through because that's the only way out of fear or in this three-dimensional world that has so many danger for a human being, you know. Yeah,
0: and what's so fascinating about that is. That is not the standard. What you're talking about is the same way. And my mom instilled what you're speaking about, that inner spark. She constantly, these type of books, the type of uh, things that were on my wall and posters and things like that, were all geared towards that, using that as the way to find life. Push for this. You can do anything. Uh, push for this. Don't worry about when things go, go bad. You come back. You center yourself. Everything comes from, with, from within sure. and then without, you know. Yes. And trying to convey that to people now and it's getting better, uh, definitely, because I've seen something say in the last, you know, whatever, 20 years, let's say, it's, it's becoming more mainstream to a certain degree, but still to have a conversation with someone about, hey, your thoughts literally create your reality, and then trying to track that back and say, well, maybe you shouldn't say that this sucks every time, or maybe you shouldn't tell yourself that I can't do that, because that's literally what's causing you not to do it. If you can change and then stay persistent in that belief you will start to do stuff that's you know incredible. And we, we live in a society where I don't think, I don't know what the percentage would be, but most people don't do what they really wanna do at all. They they know they wanna, say, quit their job and go travel around the world, but they won't. They will continue at their insurance job that they don't really like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so my question for you is actually one of manifestation in how you engendered this belief how does one actually, to the best of their ability, start to manifest the world and the life that they did? Because if we look, go back, you don't, and you
1: don't start. It's impossible to do otherwise. You always manifest. This, <laughs> this yeah, you, you are manifesting <laughs> you whether you like it or don't not. Want to, you do
0: <laughs> well consciously though, because that's a question for you. Said you wanted freedom, right? When you, as a, as a kid, you were looking at, you know, you didn't know exactly how it was going to play out, but you must be somewhat satisfied. That little girl must be somewhat satisfied Absolutely. with how she decided, boom, okay, I have some economic freedom. I've traveled a little bit, you know, even though it it, it was wasn't exactly like you wanted, you pushed on no,
1: it it's basically way wilder and better than okay. I wanted it be, and it's always is because I always grew, you know because yeah, but I, i'm I'm loyal to uh, in a way to keep to uh, one thing I would promise to her mm-hmm. is happiness, right happiness is the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. So what life does to us is tries really hard Mm -hmm. to let us give away that notion. That pursuit of life is happiness. So basically, it's even m- more basic than, oh, live consciously. And, uh, because sometimes you think if you travel the world, you'll be happy. But maybe you will not. Yeah, of course. You understand. You have to do like, it. Like everyone asks me, oh, where will you go with it? And I said, I don't get excited anymore. When you tell me about travel, what I think, I should fit my, all my clothes in a suitcase <laughs> I should uh, yeah, yeah. be stuck on a long haul flight, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and uh, I should get there and be bored because yeah. I don't have all my tools like right. at home, right? right. And uh, I really don't uh, need to travel because mm-hmm. I've been there, I've done then enough to know that I'm not missing on anything. That's the thing, yeah. You understand? That right. was the best part about traveling, right? Because basically there was nothing spectacular about mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. yeah. You know,
0: yeah. Uh, tell me then about, cause this is always someone who has been able to be in those upper echelons of this rich society, whether it's in Switzerland, have you been to Monaco? Yes. Yeah. Not li- I didn't live in Monaco. Not lived there, but yes, you've been there course, and experienced times. it, right? But I mean, for also the... Also
1: it like it's too small for me. I uh-huh. get unsuffocated, yeah, choked. Okay. choked.
0: Tell me about, if to the most that you can, we have a fascination now with, uh... The rich and the lives and the secret parties or secret parties, let's say, or just how did you notice anything? How different are they than the average person? Is there a, is there some truth to the craziness of like an eyes wide shut party or secret society? Are they? You have is,
1: to know. I'm not. I was not. Never. Um, I have this very strong inner integrity. So I was sure. never engaged or attracted to drugs, sure. orgies, these things. Not from the moral point of view. I felt that they are not going not to rise you. my vibrations. Vibration, you understand? Fair enough. And I know that the world, that when you, the bad, when you want to be a great manifester, you can't really mess up with energies, you know, if you have a knowledge of that. Yeah. So if you, ha- get this, you are in a sexual intercourse in a person, mm-hmm. then, all the people they ever had sexual intercourse with are mixing, mixing with, with your, your energies, energy. and you have really to consider if yeah. it worth going <laughs> yeah. there. You yeah. know, it's not so um, right. early on. I also been in the mysticism, Kabbalah, and these things, so I have yeah. a very like uh, big awareness of. Uh, I have been in uh, with Opus Day and everything. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I have this. Uh, you know I, w- I was a searcher so some th- and some things intuitively were not for me you know um, mm-hmm. like never sm- I never needed a quick way out get right. drunk uh, get high and yeah, things yeah. like that I want to be high on life sure. you know I want to be a perfect manifest to 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 not to need to fool my mind my Mm -hmm. body things like that you know i go for the real thing i'm difficult to satisfy you can't (sighs) give me a candy and keep (laughs) me happy you know (laughs) i want things today that will stay like that will improve my life and that will not go evaporate
0: right yeah, deep, so, some sort of deep understanding and that deep So push.
1: actually what, even what I was, artif- even not to go at the level of like these extreme parties or whatever, but sure. what I saw, these women who accept to be mistreated by their husband in uh-huh. this sense that he's not like, he, he can allow himself mistresses uh-huh. because he keeps you well, you are right. well kept. Right. That's for me humiliating, uh-huh. you know? This kind of uh, male, ma- and I remember when I divorced my husband in Switzerland, and I came to a lawyer uh, to his office, and the first, like I wanted to engage this lawyer in an issue that I had, and uh, he dared to give me a comment like, "Ah, but we'll marry you fast.
0: We'll marry you fast." Like, like will get he you. Knew
1: I was just divorced, ah, and I so, came, you know. Okay. And it was like I came to present him the case and wanted to engage yeah, him, yeah. and he dared to say. Oh, like, but you, you don't need. What yeah. do you very Be like, marry you fast. Yeah, you yeah. understand? You are such a premium, right, right, woman, right, woman. Right. We will. Uh, we'll get you space. taken care of. Yeah, yeah. And I say, what are you talking about? You understand? Yeah. yeah. But this is such a mindset. It was not the only situation when I encountered that. Mm. So I think Switzerland is one of the worst places <laughs> I've been. It's yeah. uh, more primitive than definitely, way more primitive than Croatia. And you know what is absurd? Switzerland always this, you feel it's an advanced country. Do you know there was a canton in Switzerland that gave right women to vote only in 1974? 74. So it's scary, you know? Right. You think it's a very progressive country, but it's big bullshit. And also what they do with these rich people all over the world, they, you know, so happy to keep any money in the in their safe and then when they want to confiscate the wealth then they find all the yeah. issues why that money that you already brought was right. not good. Right, but yeah. before you open the safe I am mean, not in my case but I know like people from Syria and this like yeah. they happily put their wealth into the safe but later they, they find a problem. out but your money uh-huh. might be from here and there yeah. and they you know and they it's confiscate crazy. it. Yeah. So I think this Switzerland is big big Thumbs down, you
0: know? (laughs) Because, yeah, I mean, just as an outsider, I mean, it's already too interesting because we don't... Everything you hear about it it is all from, you know, some sort of crazy either documentary or stuff like this, and you only see that. So it's interesting to talk to somebody who is there. But you mentioned, because I also, too, uh, and not just for sport, but I was never interested... My parents weren't big drinkers at all. I can't even... I don't think I've ever even seen my parents drunk. But, uh, you know, and uh, drugs they were not big... Mainly, obviously, because I wanted to be a professional footballer and still play to the age. I'm 36, and I'm still playing, right? And whenever people see me, they they don't think that I'm 36, right? So that was huge for me. But uh, in your search, and like you said, have you ever tried anything like uh, psychedelic mushrooms? And did they? Ayahuasca. Oh, you tried ayahuasca? What? So you gotta tell me because everybody <laughs> tries ayahuasca. Now. That's the thing. I don't really feel. Cam-
1: it, but Kambo also from the frog. You know when. They yeah, burn, but that's uh, DMT,
0: no. The oh, uh, ayahuasca
1: called in Croatian when okay. they like take this poison from a frog and they, and they p- inject pick it on it, you, right? Yes, like yes, that. They okay, it, but it's not a big. I see. ayahuasca was a very strong experience.
0: Did you try it in Peru or in some place else, or did you? No? Or you can't say? You can't say? You can't say? Okay, that's fine. You don't say. Don't say. Yeah, that's fine. But the uh, experience is one that is transformative for most people. Was it for you something like this or the hype, too much hype? It
1: was um, very uh, tiring, extremely body uh, demanding, extremely that's demanding for they, my body, extremely tiring. And uh, because, I mean, I really did, uh, I took three doses, mm-hmm. I mean, two nights mm-hmm. and the third second night, three doses. And I was really very clean, very uh, prepared. You know, mm-hmm. I fasted just on water a week before. And okay. so, so I had a very strong uh, yeah. experience. But mm-hmm. um, after after did i tr- did i really feel a big uh, change i wouldn't say no so no mm-hmm. maybe you know it's difficult maybe uh, uh, what um, it di- what it did to me it did open you more to the this vortex from above okay no, maybe i
0: the connection, essentially, it opened uh, yes, up that connection.
1: That connect, I, I started very much uh, having uh, like connection with my past lives, very mm-hmm, clearly mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. mean, I, like I had that from that moment on. Like even now, in a way that you see, when now I realize it's connected with that I see. experience because I, see. I was not even was not sure. Yeah, like I bec- had a completely different uh, connection to. Uh, higher dimensions. That mm. that became part of my everyday existence. But mm. what I lacked was the... what Ayahuasca didn't give me and it couldn't give me mm. and I needed to do shamanistic work in reconnecting with the earth. Because what happened to me, like I became this big ch- open channel on the upper dimensions, it was using a lot of my energy because the circuit was not closed. Yes, I see. Like, my connect, like I was like my first i was disconnected from my first chakra i was not drawing the energy from the earth i created like a small circle that was going Up above, and the second chakra like I see. like this part of my body mm-hmm. functioned as its on its own i don't know when this this disconnection happened Mm -hmm. and ayahuasca was not there to to that and that was kind of work that i needed to do more and that's why also for a while i couldn't implement all the benefit i had for this connection because the balance balance was not i needed this balance and that is the work really of a shaman and it was fire walking and things like that that gave me that ground. That
0: grounding. So then, how much? Because I'm a lifelong meditator, yes. uh, and I guess I shouldn't say lifelong now, right? But uh, more or less, it stuck somewhere in my early, early twenties. And uh, all the experiences one can have, and the benefits, and all that stuff. You know, it's becoming this whole new thing out there and stuff. So, how much has? And I don't know if you have your own meditative practice because mm-hmm. meditation for me, what it led to was meditation first. You know, where at first my mom would say, you should meditate with me, you know, a 16 year old kid. I'm like, what in God's name, mom, would I meditate for you? Sit there in front of your bed. I'm going to go, you know, whatever, play soccer, do whatever. And then finally you do it. Right. And everybody knows that you don't get a benefit from meditating just one day or for 20 minutes one day. The real benefits start to kick in when you can maintain it over a long period of time and you change your entire inner world. You get you gain some peace and that gives you a new perspective on life. And then you can think and see in ways that you wouldn't. And that sort of stuff led to lucid dreaming. I had spontaneous out-of-body uh, experiences that I didn't know what this was. And I was having them since I was 16. I, I stumbled upon a book later that and I said, oh, this is what's happening to me, you know, and, and stuff like that. So... As far as your spiritual practice, do you have anything that you actually do to maintain yourself daily? I mean, you mentioned yoga. I do yoga as well, also for sport, but it's also spiritual. Breath work, you know, we've had on guys like James Nestor that talk about the importance of breath. What do you do specifically to, to maintain yourself?
1: Like, you know, like Osho says, you know, with time, you don't really sit and meditate for 30 minutes because you are always in meditation. Like right. I can talk now and even like yell at you whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm uh, centered. Right. And I will know in my body what to do, what not to do. I don't act from my mind mm-hmm. at all. It right. doesn't matter cool. where I am or what I do. It, it becomes like you're... Um, like we humans walk on two legs it's like you become centered within you automatically Mm -hmm. you know what I needed more was more uh, um, uh, breath practicing Mm. more than uh, because meditation for me is like um, became now like a natural tendency my mind is always searching for that state what I needed more was energetic boosts not calming my mind Energizing it more, you know, at a deeper level, uh-huh. like uh, getting in a trance state with your breath, sure, more than just calming yeah, your calm. mind, you know. Yeah,
0: and that's such a huge difference between the personalities because you generally, you, I can tell, you know, just in the sense that you've been sitting here, I don't think you sat still like like me for a single second. That's your natural nature, whereas me,
1: it, no, it was not because no, before, no, I, I'm changing it. It's not. There is nothing like our nature. It's only okay. our current tendency that we can interfere with if we want to change it or not mm. so me normally for me because my energy was not fluctuating properly was i i was uh, needing more time to be calm I and see. centered I what see. i now have changed to energize to be able more to draw down everything that i'm getting from above i'm like doing this morning exercises of like uh, pumping myself with mm-hmm. oxygen that's why I'm so full of energy I see, now. I see. If I would not do these exercises consciously, mine would be very to stay still, I take see. it easy, uh-huh. and be very inwards. A lot of energy but drawn inwards. Mm-hmm. But because I like had to change my energy more outside, outside. I am started doing this energy pumping in the mornings. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. why you, it, I'm it now uh, <laughs> like this, full electrified of energy. Because of that, you know?
0: So, a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this, they're going to take a lot of this in. And the podcast is generally speaking, we have people on like you uh, that have done and are doing incredibly interesting things in their lives with the idea behind that we can learn something from your journey and from you and, and all this stuff. So, I'm curious because uh, you have boys. Uh, and, uh, majority of the people here from our podcast are all mainly men and not just men, but also young guys who are dealing with a whole lot of anxiety, uh, with trying to whether perform on the field or do well in school or just the general anxiety that has to go on now with our current society. You know, that seems to be this buzzword, uh, how then did you instill into your boys an idea of confidence yet still being this sort of masculinity this sort of idea of you know and pushing for themselves do you have some sort of thing that you you told them that you push them towards to to help them you know
1: first of all I was a mother that was very present because love is the key always Mm -hmm. like uh, we have to us who didn't have love we become life searchers Mm -hmm. because we look for filling up the hole Mm. my children had this gift of having this like mom that was crazy about them the moment I was conceived like for me I was the to me the sexiest the most beautiful (laughs) person when I was pregnant you know (laughs) Going to the hospital with high heels and (laughs) celebrating this event and enjoying every moment of that and breastfeeding them and do everything with them, with the Mm -hmm. sports and everything. Mm -hmm. But I knew, I realized, because basically I I raised my kids on my own um, I didn't want them to be this mother uh, like a son of a mother with mm-hmm. 30 40 years old yeah. like a mama's ma- I didn't boy want them too much. To be a man that I would never like to be with right, right. you understand yeah. I didn't want to uh, do that to my kids <laughs> because I love them too much and yes. then because I was always so in close to them and in tune with them I felt in their teenage years this needing them to impose their masculinity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I needed to step back to give I've them seen. the space sure give them the space ah uh, he wants a tattoo for me I don't love tattoos <laughs> like I told you I, I it's not something that is part of my aesthetics everything but, mm-hmm. In that, when they wanted, it was one, one of the first things before they were even 18, they needed my permission. And I mm. blessed it because I realized, you know, in the primitive societies when that we call primitive societies, but they are more in tune with the human psychic, human nature and human needs, yeah. there were these initiation rites. When the boys would taken to the woods, they would have to the go mountains through or, yeah. whatever extreme yeah. experience, going through pain to prove their manhood. You know, even in communism, we had army. We, Mm. in in religion, there are some rituals, but they are all deprived of real luminosity, of the real transition that happens in the human psyche that needs to be marked. You Mm -hmm. know, there is something going on when you are becoming from a boy into a man that the modern society has lost. And that's why we don't have men. (laughs) We have boys who are supposed to face the challenges as a man but they are not equipped to do so because there was no psychological transition. Another thing that you have to do when you love someone is to let them make their mistakes Mm -hmm. because if you have raised them, you know, it's not that they were raised in a gang and without control. If you have lived with those kids, day and night, 12, 13 years, mm-hmm. what, you are scared then to let them go, yeah. I've never in my life spent one night waiting for my yeah. kid, worrying, when yeah. is he coming home, uh-huh. is he driving crazy yeah. or not, yeah. because you have had so much time, you know, when the two plants grow together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's impossible to yeah. have two different yeah. plants, yeah. the they the are next to yes, they're they're the connected, green, How, you know, if you are really present there with your mind, with your heart, with these kids, they can't go straight far Mm -hmm. from who you are. Right. So the biggest thing I could ever do for my kids Mm -hmm. then and now is to taking care of myself in a meaningful way in the level of every thing that I do with my energy. Mm I am as a mother. I'm a pillar of all these kids and their and when they will have their kids so this is this paramount role of a woman mm. that exists maybe in an african tribe right. but not in a western society <laughs> that's yeah. why we are screwed <laughs> we can we have depression and mm-hmm. neuroses and anxieties these are non existent diseases for a human being of course yeah maybe it's you know it's healthy to run when there is a lion going <laughs> after you but once when he is gone you stop running and yeah. you relax and you are happy yeah exactly you know you don't yeah. fight ghosts all the time because it's a never ending
0: yeah and that's and that's the thing because that the phrase you're you're referring to is a rite of passage. That's exactly. we don't and have that. We do not that. have yeah. it. And uh, and so now you're stuck with. And I asked this. We had um, Brett Weinstein on, who is an evolutionary biologist, and his wife Heather Hain. They're both evolutionary biologists. And I literally just asked them, "Why do we have so many man children in society today?" Because it feels like they are, there's more, or it feels like that's, a, that's an issue. And um, what I also said was that I didn't think that on the female side that it was happening as much. And they were, they said it is definitely still happening on the women's side as well. That necessarily, uh, and I cannot remember exactly what their, what their reasonings for were, uh, that we'll link to, to that podcast down below. <laughs> but um, what I found is you have to artificially create that all the pushing when you talk about searching for your inner inner soul and your inner uh you know in your inner character and that spark and keeping that spark alive that's a form of keeping your entire spark alive you have to do that because it's not forced upon you it was forced upon you when you're 16 back in the day they send you out to the mountain you go fight bring home the lion you're a man now (laughs) and that's and that's how it is um Anyway, I want to I switch real quick, too, because you, you, you touched on some paranormal paranormal experiences and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and like, as I mentioned, I had out-of-body experiences, and in meditation, in the sitting practice of meditation, some weird things can happen that are unexplainable by our today's, uh, you know, today's society, and you're mentioning past lives and stuff like that. What's your relationship to some of those things that have happened? Do you have any experiences that you cannot explain that have shaped you as a person now?
1: Yeah, we are all programmed, you know, When we are all programmed, but uh, the question is uh, that we become attached to these programs. There is no, you know, we, we can't really see clearly. Mm-hmm. Like I can, um, I have several movies going, uh, that went on in me, yeah. like st- strongly, like I was an uh, Indian, uh, like warrior, you know, how uh-huh. you call this, Poglavitsa chief chief leader, yeah, like you know? a, yeah okay so um <laughs>
0: you have this feeling or you have this dream or you had this how does it feel to you like what is what gives you that notion that like i happened?
1: i know that and like energy readers will will we'll tell you that it, but That's i have right. not many that different i have different programs in me and they form what we call my character my personality because that's part of... My, I don't know if there is an HBO Go, there is a series where that is called Westworld. Westworld, you Yeah, know. yeah, I know it, like but a, I okay. seen it, but I haven't seen it. So this is exactly how we are programmed. Like they program these humanoid robots uh-huh. and they give them certain characteristics. You have that much empathy, that much perception, that much that, that forms you. And then you remember some, some parts you remember. That forms us, you know? So I had right. this... Uh, warrior within me and my the way I lived my life was determined a lot
0: by that. About death.
1: Like that, the warrior that had strength, initiative, was fearless, was uh, protecting his uh, tribe right. sure. to the extreme, but was also like a very male and dominant, which mm-hmm. was killing the, my partners. <laughs> and it was also that I was very connected to the pain. That I we, because i i guess we were all annihilated at some point with many um, americans came and so uh-huh. so i had a lot of pain that i was holding on to and didn't let go because i cannot revenge them <laughs> if i lose touch with that, that pain but that, that pain keeps me
0: it drives you it drives me i see
1: drives my strength so that's where we get um, you know there are some attributes that in society we praise oh he's uh, courageous or this and that mm. but this is all also bullshit because <laughs> these are often compensation for some other things so That's... i need because i was so much holding on to my pain and the revenge i needed to have the courage to mm. fulfill to be still keeping this movie going on That's... but this is just a fucking movie yeah. The, yeah the only good thing is that you eventually if you can bring to life these roles that you are playing you know mm. I've been playing. It's not like so absurd. Like there are other characters that are part of these stories. Of course. But you have to understand that this is somebody has programmed me (laughs) with these programs. It is not, you understand, it's just... You're not a
0: blank slate in that sense. Exactly. It's a
1: video game in which I'm programmed to... To have, even if I didn't, you know, when we don't remember, people who don't remember consciously their past lives, what is past life, it is this program they have. Mm -hmm. have. The program is still running there. Sure, sure. Okay, but they can know, don't see it in images like I see and, uh, you know. So you have to, um, uh, first of all, realize that you are programmed and that you can rewrite the program. And you, in order to rewrite a new program, you have to be able to let go of the old programs, Mm. you know? Mm. Because also sometimes it's very cool to be identified with a chieftain. (sighs) Or, you know, there are some things that basically you think about. It gives me, you know, some um, superiority over others, you know? So we are always um, tricked into some of these things. But uh, happiness is uh, not in this... We will right. never find it in these places. Where we find happiness in is this emptiness, uh-huh. because when we are emptied from all this programming, then we are part of the universe, mm. and we have j- just let the energy flow through us. Mm. Programs forms the energy within us. Right. Shape gives it a shape within us. What we want is to be completely having a, a blank. A canvas. Yes. To be given a blank canvas every day. That's what you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That you can do with it whatever what you, want. you want. But for as long as you're attached to the programs, you will have 20 colors on your palette. <laughs> but for some reason, you will be using only three.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and even you will come to convince yourself that the painting that came out with the three is quite yeah. a beautiful <laughs> one. And you are not even sure yeah. why you should be using all the other. Right. You understand? Yeah. So, it's like being liberated from all of that and i think every religion in a way shows its way to this liberation mm-hmm. because what is the meaning of chris resurrection that you it's going beyond three dimension right you right. know right and th- when you connect with these higher dimensions then everything is becomes like for me it's not oh is there a ufo it's more like <laughs> okay, if, if I really get bored here, I'll call them to pick me up. Uh, yeah, you understand yeah. what what I mean, and how different it is from being stuck with me, my uh, like this leader, how this uh, chieftain, Chief, chieftain. Yeah. S- yes. You understand now, what is this consciousness? Expansion mm-hmm. that I've been working on, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. from being some the ground stuck into something to be like absolutely uh, yeah. open.
0: And that's one of the hardest things for people, though, is to re to let go. Number one is very hard. Uh, like we said, if you're identified even with who you are, even if you don't know your past lives, like you said, yeah. something it's, is running you. Running you. No, whether that's TV society, this you heard this, and your parents told you you're this. You're not a you could never be a whatever astronaut because you're not that type of person you're this and and so the code that's running in your head is very hard for but people But you have to you know?
1: understand that the mother we have is the result of the program we were already oh. programmed at the conception bit it's not a coincidence
0: which is a hard thing for people to, to fathom though yes. this is a hard thing because <laughs> that's that's another that's another step that most people aren't going to be willing to take that they had any sort of uh, cuz you know what the the current materialistic viewpoint is I'm carbon-based life. My consciousness is seated in my brain. It is not anything outside. When I die, I'm finished. And uh, that's it. That's the current trope. What it hasn't been the current trope for thousands of years, and we have plenty of anecdotal evidence to say that there is something else going on, what that is specifically exactly, We can't necessarily be entirely sure, but most of the experiences that I've had that are otherworldly and other this, there's this certain sense of knowing that I wish I could pass on to someone who has never, and it comes from meditation, it comes from dreams, it comes from these other things, you know, I've had a lot of precognitive dreams, you know, that are unexplainable. And so uh, to give someone an understanding of what you're saying, there's plenty of people out there that are just going to be like,
1: but do you care?
0: No, I, it's not that I because don't care. I don't at all. But what because I care about.
1: Mm-hmm. E- the comparative advantage between the quality of their life and my life is exactly <laughs> in that gap.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, is that what I find most interesting is that I would love to give them a chance to have an understanding of that knowing. They can only do it for themselves, right? And there so.
1: Many people resonate. Ordinary people resonate. You wouldn't believe. A mm. ca- people at the cash desk, when I walk the dog, sure. they get me so much. That you they can, understand that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shocked, yeah. Like, I'm not shocked that how much many people don't get,
0: <sighs> I'm shocked
1: how many people, people do get,
0: yeah, because I think it speaks to us, it speaks to us as internal. Everyone is the same, we're all still human, we're all still conscious, you know, and that consciousness has just
1: sometimes those that don't get may be louder or maybe meaner, yeah, they ha- easier, they yeah, hate yeah. more, and that's why they you hear their voice more, yeah. But once I like became this public person and the the, the amount of love and the feedback that I get from ordinary people Mm -hmm. or when I have a birthday the way it's never a simple oh you are amazing happy birthday like the depth they tell you they tell me that you touch them and reach them yes yes like it's Crazy, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy, yeah.
0: Let me go to so tomorrow. I, I mentioned that we have uh, Stephen Greer on. Who is? Uh, do you know Dr. Stephen Greer? Have you run into? No. Him? Have you haven't run into this? Dr. Stephen Greer. So Dr. Stephen Greer uh, is basically America's truth seeker for UFOs and UFO disclosure within the government. Uh, so he is the guy. He about t- maybe it's twenty years ago, maybe a little more than twenty five years ago. He got together all these people in the military. Uh, that you know, what he was trying to do was take uh, respectable people from all walks of society within the government that would go on record, congressional hearing, and state, "This is my, I worked on a UFO. Uh, I worked on a, you know, an anti-gravitic plane. You know, uh, I saw this. Uh, I worked for NASA, and NASA did this. He got all these people together." made a disclosure. It was called disclosure. And uh, they went and said that they would testify in front of Congress, you know, all these military people. So he did that then. And he thought this was going to be like the big thing and everybody will then believe and nothing happened. Right. And so they, they did it again. Uh, So that was in 2001, actually, I think they did it again. And so now he's on this journey of basically and obviously, everything is very linked. So
1: the, but the NASA has been involved with this, and they know they they know they they they, are, they know that there is civilization on the moon and the Mars, and they have proofs of that. But that's not the po- po- point. The point is that the general public is not ready for this. You don't think so? Um, they are becoming to be ready but that was mm. the only person uh, that was the only reason why they kept this away they uh-huh. don't have another agenda to, to do that sure it's the uh, just don't create chaos they they can't you know people are so stupid with their <laughs> minds that w- you want them to what wo- 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 if you tell them there is a civilization on the moon <laughs> you, they will freak out
0: do you think they so I don't know I don't know if people but will freak out
1: not you you are having this podcast but yeah. most people they, when they, there is something Something out of their control don't you understand that the uh-huh. whole our society we are giving people the false idea that they, we can insh- give them guarantee right. in everything yeah. you understand yeah. you want the phone oh insure your screen in case it falls <laughs> yeah. like health you need extra you, you come to the post office every time she wants me do i need a health insurance yeah or an extra health insurance right. you understand why people freaked out in the corona you know why Tom. because they Thought that the society doesn't control the situation. I see, sure. They can't deal with this idea. Like people, adult people, they huh. have a mother in the government, mm-hmm. they're not adult, independent, <laughs> free. Thinkers, yeah, they just government just substitute. There, you know, they have their boss and they have their yeah. president, and there's this substitute, you know, sure. a, a person who runs their life and gives them sense of security and stability. Mm-hmm. They can't not fat on these huge ideas. They think that. How stupid you have to be to think that there is only life on Earth? <laughs> How unscientific is yeah. this that there is only life on Earth? This is so ultimately stupid that right. it's ridiculous. Everything that you is mainstream science now, sure. from the any sound scientist has been gone, mm. abolished and mm. irrelevant mm. 50 years ago. Uh-huh. What your kid will learn today at right. school. So this is the, like our just, we have our conscious mind in the three-dimensional world is really slow. Mm. It's the pace of the mm-hmm. three. But that's why we came for this experience. You know, if when you have an UFO, you think it travels. <sighs> no. No. It appears, right? Manifest and mm-hmm. disappears. Sure, it doesn't travel with the yeah. speed of light and these bullshit things. Mm-hmm. It's instant, you know. Because I, I, if you see now on my bed, there are ten books. It's all about this Ingo Swann. And, uh, yeah, and, I know Ingo Swann. Um, Everything, the the things that happen in the Bermuda Triangle that are unexplicable and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, you know, everyone now, I think majority of the people now takes it as a blunt fact. You know, there is in the state, there is a place where you can come and watch them and see them. But there is, uh, my problem actually is, I don't have this problem, but for me personally, Uh for example, I'm more connected to the... Extraterrestrials sure. than to the humans. You feel you feel like that. Yes. Yeah. So actually, I feel you know. Sometimes I feel okay. I did agree to come here. You know. <laughs> and you are here now. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, I'm and here you are now, human. You know. Yeah. But uh, if you are having more fun, you know, then <laughs> let <laughs> me know. I'll h- come hang out. Yeah. Yeah. So um,
1: okay. I think you know we are just uh, people. are um, world is much. Better and more fun than uh, uh-huh. we make it to be.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, and the conclusion with a lot of that was essentially that there's a connection between time and consciousness, and our viewpoint on time here is a bit skewed, right? We only understand linear time here. It's it's one o'clock.
1: That's how they programmed us.
0: I see you. So you feel as if that. Uh, so let's go back then, because you've got definitely. I want to understand this yes. world viewpoint what is your view essentially then on mankind as uh, do you believe in panspermia? Panspermia is that a comet hit or that your earth was seated. Do you feel that we are essentially, are we the extraterrestrials? That's also a common thing that we came from somewhere else. We just forgot, you know, there's giant gaps yes. in our history, uh, but, but I
1: don't know the technicality of it, Sure. but we were, we are programmed by the beings who have higher intelligence than us, us who
0: aren't god us. who aren't what we would consider god or are we mistakenly feeling as if we these
1: mistakenly p- name them, them as god time as, as gods, god okay. because they even egyptians knew there was someone uh-huh. there and they sure. have some powers that we okay. don't have what well, means that uh, we we there are some parts of our coding mm. that are you know um, locked and uh, the, there is this all this kar- karma story and uh, past lives. It's part of their programming. Oh, I see, and that's also sometimes you know definitely they communicate with some of us and they mm-hmm. communicate with some of us more, and they have a purpose. Mm. You know, of they which have some. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the, this civilization serves them.
0: Yes, I see. Serves them. I see. It's
1: like you when you play your video game. Sure. They are their video game. Yeah. So they have a certain interest into seeing how we develop and mm-hmm. what we do, and uh, they program this, and then they live like that, and they program that, and uh-huh. they live that, that, but they keep interfering. It's sure. Not they left and watch. They have yeah. benefit uh, right. from that, but uh, they are definitely uh, dominant. They they are. Um, how uh, uh, they are um, at a higher level of consciousness. Uh-huh. They live in the um, uh, multidimensional universe. We live in a limited, uh, we are aware of the limited. Right. but
0: um, Is the goal then for us to achieve that same? I mean, with all these things that you said, man is made in the image and likeness of God is yes. what's the big... S-
1: we can activate the parts of our we DNA. Can.
0: To un- have an understanding like them.
1: It, and to be more connected with them. Uh-huh. Because they are not someone who... You know, they are, they are like brothers and sisters. Sure, it's okay. not that they want to... I mean, they yeah. could have destroyed us any right, second. Right, sure. They do create want But okay. it's also there is a hierarchy. So when we came to the moon and wanted to mess up with them... <laughs> they didn't yeah. kill the astronauts <laughs> all and right. whatever they don't need to do that but they send a clear message to stay away this is not some place you come to play yeah, okay. you know like right. for your kid you don't want they manage them to play them. Yeah. they manage us okay yeah. they yeah. have to do their pur- our purpose but mm. in all of us who have this spark for different and for more we are made to reveal that spark and to be more connected with them mm. that's our next step of the evolution you know mm-hmm. basically when you see it's not the, so much congress it's that we have to like we all passed initiation process before we were able to achieve better programming if you know mm. what i mean mm-hmm. imagine if a person you give a power to an ordinary person who is full of bad thoughts yeah and this, you can't not ready that. for it yeah so you have uh, like Believe some of us who are more connected with them and have a bigger purpose here. Went or a process their, they, them. Yes, we had to go through a certain process mm. to purify ourselves so that they know who is their soldier. You don't give the most <laughs> little weapon yeah. to someone who yeah. will uh, kill yeah. Uh, yeah. innocent people with sure. that. It's very. Powerful. Mm. It's very. It can be very dangerous when Mm. it's in the wrong hands. That's Mm. why they program people to be limited. Sure, sure, sure. Because it's part of this, you know. Yeah. uh, This, eh? but um, basically, that's uh, we are here to 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 to, to work to work with them. them. And the more we are closer to our our final programming, Mm -hmm. the more we'll be at peace, and the more we'll be into the flow. You know, because then we, we. will be in the right place and the right time. We we had to feel a certain discomfort to be pushed and searched sure. to find that connection. Sure. And what's also beautiful about it, if you read about Ingo Swann and the way he connects and uh-huh. he does this remote viewing, is that it's the return to the heart because the feeling mm. of telepathy and remote using is... The, you know, to which five, to, to which sense it's connected the most with the feeling function, uh-huh, with the heart, not with the thinking, sure, not with an, anything analytical. It's when you are really like a kid in your heart. Mm. That's the part to this uh, yeah. higher dimension. So the so connection between that. Connection. We con- and that's what's the Christ's message because mm-hmm. he's an extraterrestrial. It's the gospel of love mm-hmm. because we reconnect with the brothers and sisters to the purity of the mm-hmm. uh, of the heart. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and, and when you say that, because obviously that is something that's been echoed, not just, let's say, Ingo Swan, but that's across mm, Hinduism. The, there's some Tibetan texts texts, and it, it's everywhere, right? Yes. That this connection is a heart-based connection, yes. and uh, society is now starting to see, oh, well, look at the heart has a magnetic resonance, and the heart can affect people we're, we're getting to these like oh maybe yeah, it's not exactly. just our brain you know exactly. all of a sudden our stomachs chi, are chi, chi and stuff and, and all that stuff is uh you know it's very eastern and, and now you're seeing this blend and, and it's really curious because like you said 50 years ago so much of the science and stuff is just all trash now it's yes. just trash exactly. and and it will be the same in another 50 years exactly. 100 years from now we'll look at some of the ways we treat and do medicine and we'll all laugh like yes. we did uh and and so it's really interesting But I just want to touch on one quick thing. Ingo Swan, uh, we had on Dr. Dean Radin, which I'm not sure if you know who he is or not. Dean was involved in those studies with Mm Ingo Swan, Russell Targ, the remote viewing guys. He was with them, so we had him on uh, already. But you mentioned that they programmed us, and you're using they for possibly uh, a group, entities, stuff that have a higher dimension than us. So do you give any credence to the forms of control because like, like I said, we're going to have Dr. Stephen Greer on here soon and he's big on the powers that be humans. Uh, not necessarily not the Illuminati, but some sort of government that there is some sort of protection here, that they are the ones that are keeping humans from knowing about their truth, uh, on the inside or who they really are or that, you know, you're, you're more than a body, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and so do you feel as if there is no real control? Do you feel that that's coming from outside? Or do you feel that there is a protection f- people here on Earth?
1: Our human society is built around those who are more aware mm-hmm. than the others. Okay. Those who have, are more aware of their powers and how the things work control mm-hmm. the others. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the antagonism of this uh, world sure it's uh, when you remove that then mm. you don't need to stay in the earth once we get tired of that you will not come back in this try to decide to come back in this three-dimensional I body see. you will live in other uh mm-hmm. I- in the experience different expe- dimension different, uh, yeah experiences so but nobody can control an individual awaken individual you can control only people who are unaware. Yeah. You cannot be controlled once you are aware. So right. if, if you uh, try to install fear in the people with this, of Illuminati, of that, mm-hmm. this, what is Illuminati? Is a person who is uh, more into in light than into the darkness. You sure. know, what will Illuminati do with me, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Nothing, you yeah. know? Right. But of course there is... Uh, the, the the human society is organized in groups mm-hmm. everything in that lives on the earth like animals everything is yeah. organized because this organization mm-hmm. give uh, higher chances of survival but that is also when you are low uh, in your consciousness because i don't need this gang protection because i have a direct connection you throw me any place in the world you think I will feel fear or loss? No, I just need to be no noise, connect, and I will know. Walk left, walk right, uh-huh. eat this, don't eat that. I'm always connected, you know?
0: Right. It's intuitive. That's that's intuition, though. A lot of people have a hard time with it. I don't know if i want to say a lot of people... Trusting your intuition is also something some people don't know. Is that my intuition or is that fear? You have to understand. I
1: wouldn't call it intuition. Intuition no? is also part of conditioning. We okay. feel this, but the, you will feel something that is in tune with your program. Uh-huh. You know, it's not a noble thing. So there's thing. a separation. It's is not a noble thing. Like there are four... Functions how we perceive world that that mm. uh, Jung defined that and it's extremely uh, for me accurate. So each human being can primarily function through thinking or intuition. It's either one or the other. I see. One is superior, another inferior, and then there are two more: either through senses or through feeling. Okay. So this is like a cross. Right. Most of us are always in in this balance. Mm-hmm. It means either you are dominantly thinking, inferior in uh, intuition, and either you are dominantly feeling and inferior in senses. Okay. What is uh, the point is to balance it all. You have to be equal. In perceiving the world with all four of them. This gives you billions. Mm. But intuition in itself is nothing more noble than the thinking. It's like a woman who is uh, programmed to be cheated on Mm -hmm. will always have an intuition (laughs) that her husband cheats on her. Sure. And he will cheat. And the other one will, who is more thinking will hire a detective and prove that he is cheating. Uh-huh. So this is basically not solving anything. <laughs> the problem, the point is, is to be clear of all this program.
0: Uh-huh. I see. Completely. Completely uh-huh. free
1: of the program. And the connection that she is talking GPS, it is not the intuition. Mm. It's the called inner guidance. Intuition is not... So you
0: find a separation between intuition and inner guidance and inner guidance is coming from where then?
1: Inner guidance comes coming from a pure place. Uh-huh. Like you have to be centered. I see. That you cannot be in a club dancing and have inner guidance, <laughs> even though you can have intuition. Sure. Okay. Because you understand, like you or maybe even if it, as we say, with time. Even when you are meditate uh, regularly, even in a club in a noise, you know how this to be centered. Right. But this center placed the information that comes from the center place of inner guidance mm. is something that you have to cultivate this mm. connection mm. and you ha- it, you have to be purified it mm. means no drugs no alcohol I uh, see. yeah next with a solid partner and all this nurture the connection sure also some regular rituals that uh-huh. purify your aura your body in this
0: uh-huh. no but distortion this no, in, no distortion right into people can be very
1: intuitive uh, who are not that purified and I see.
0: clean. I see. That's new. That's new. I've not actually even seen that. I generally would go with intuition as that connection that keeps you closest to God. Uh, but I guess I could see conditioning. I could see conditioning, conditioning come put on to you and then you start to think, ah, that's the way it should be. I, 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 I can possibly see that. I can see that. I can see you being conditioned to think one thing and then start to feel like, ah, this is the right way. That'll lead me the right way and that's yes. your intuition but it's because of the place yes of your exactly. possible environment i can and see that
1: that was a very tricky also thing mm-hmm. for me mm. because many thing i would de- do this intuitively uh-huh. but in the end i realized it was programming as well right so our goal is to be clean mm. of the pro- programming the uh-huh. more we that's why you you want lucid, lucid dreams because when you get an Things that you get in lucid dreams are not distorted with programming. Right, They're that's why aware. we want to go in places like this I to see. get pure clarity mm-hmm. and also how we can integrate these conditions into our, our everyday conscious living. You mm-hmm. know, that's what we aim for.
0: You have so much stuff uh, also out and about. We didn't even touch on. I have notes here on manifesting money. I have notes on on fashion. I have plenty of stuff that I wanted to wanted to get into. We'll have to do it some other time. We will do, uh, but. Pleasure where should I send people to your Instagram? Of course, actually, I'm going to send people to your Instagram. You also post some books and stuff like that. Once uh, you've posted like at least three books that I have. Already. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, this is perfect. We need to you know, we need to have this. Um, so we will link to everything uh, down below, of course. And uh, next time we'll have to speak a little Italian and uh talk some more about this i'm sure we're gonna get quite a reaction from from everybody so we'll we'll have cool. you back on yeah thank you very all much right. it was yeah. a pleasure yeah I like super all epic. right